All right, Cheesehead Nation, we are officially done with this with the regular season, and we are moving into playoffs. And we made it thirteen and three. I called us going thirteen and three at the beginning of the season, so I'm going to start this episode off by claiming victory. And more importantly than just being thirteen and three, we locked up the one seed and the only buy in this year's playoffs. Woo! That's huge. Victory, but not yet. Not not done yet. One, but not done. All right, everybody. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sharp Cheddar GB and YouTube at Sharp Cheddar Green Bay. We got all of us here once again. We had a crazy week. This was one of the wildest, <laughs> one of the wildest weeks of the season. We'll get yes. into that a little bit. Yes, um, it was. In the second quarter. But uh, before we get into any of that, let's uh, go back to the boys. Sure. Oh, nice. A little more latte a, for me. Uh, with a DC brow this week, switching it up. Yeah, Is I that... got the Miller latte courtesy of Joe and his buddy Jake for hooking it up. Natty Bo. Omar, are you drinking DC brow because you hope to play the skins in two weeks? No, I'm drinking DC brow because it's delicious. Right on. Let's so, talk about yeah, this Bears we... game, boys. Before well, we get, I think before we do before that, before we get into yeah, that, the first quarter, we need to talk about <laughs> what this is ultimately this episode is ultimately going to culminate around, and it's what? Joe. No, no, it's not a trip during the divisional round of the playoffs, where he is more more than likely not even going to be able to watch the game. No, this is not true. This has not been proven. Hundred uh, percent going to be watching. Um, though I am a little surprised that it's not a work trip that is no comment. I have no comment for the media at this point in time. <laughs> Matt, oh. I see you have raised He's your hand. just here so he won't get fined. Yeah, I have a question. <laughs> how, did, how did this happen? Like, what, what what's going on here? I have no comment for the media at this time. <laughs> wow. That's well, my statement. Either way, th- this is this is easily one of the most surprising developments but i think i think that's happened in the last few years jordan love getting picked doesn't even (laughs) i'm not happy about it we'll figure it out and and you got you gotta love the fact that he conveniently didn't tell us until after we were all that's why i'm so that's why i'm so depressed about it because i just realized it so we couldn't even give him shit during the bears game in person had to settle for giving him shit now Yep. If you would have told me three weeks ago, if you would have told me in August that Joe would willingly miss a game, I would have it's told not, you. And a I'm going on, the I'm playoffs, dragging, no. kicking and screaming away from this. So that's the playoffs. Not, it's going willing. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. I'm disappointed, Joe. That's all I have to say. I'm depressed and also disappointed. <laughs> I right, could well. use your moral support. Let's tone down the depression and roll into quarter one where we talk about kicking some Bears ass. The fact that the Bears still suck. Um, Joe, I'll, I'll skip over you for now since you look like you could, <laughs> couldn't muster up a smile. So, Omar. What, what a win. I mean, it, it started out, I think, I was a little surprised at how it started out. You know, we our our defense played so well against the run with Derrick Henry, and you know we we gave up we gave up some yardage to Dave Montgomery at the beginning of the game. You know they they got up 
to an early lead, which they didn't hold at all. They never, they never got out to a lead again, but you know, they did go out, get out to a 10 to seven lead. Um, I was a little surprised by that, but overall great team win. It seemed like we got everybody involved. You know, I think that I was expecting for it to be another, you know, Devonte Adams thrashing of another team. And he re- he only had one touchdown. Like he didn't, you know, he wasn't dominating the game. We got a lot of people involved. Some dude named Daphne got a touchdown. Dominique. You know, yeah. Overall, it was a great what time, did, great win. Matt, what is a Daphne? What is a Daphne? Way better than a Pipkins, I can tell you that. <laughs> that's for sure. He, he's a touchdown scorer. That's what a Daphne yeah. is. Matt, he what, what are your thoughts? He pulled a tree. It hit him right in the hands. Perfect throw, and he just <laughs> fell over as soon as he caught it. But... <laughs> Hell of a play. Hell of a play. Wide open. I mean, what a fucking week though, man. What a game. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still a mess. I got the scars to show for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bears still suck. Rogers is dominating in Chicago. I mean, take away all of the implications of that game and like just the fact that we crush the Bears and like continue to dominate them is reason enough to just be fucking pumped about that win. You know, absolutely. But yeah, to- total total team win, like you said, Elmore. Defense continues to to play better and better. We're a top. We're quietly like number nine defense in the in the league now. Um, no one's talking about that. Yeah, I mean, gotta love the red zone defense too, because they got down into the red zone a few times and were only able to convert one. I think one of five for touchdowns. Um, one of five or one of six. So really good. You know. I'd rather them not get any points on those drives, but that bend don't break is going to, if we can continue that kind of defense through the playoffs, that, that should be huge, especially with the way our, our offense is able to score whenever they get the ball. Um, if our defense can hold them to three instead of seven, like that, that should be plenty for, for a win. We've held, yeah, uh, we're supposed to be top notch and we kind of shit on their defense in back-to-back games. And yeah. they are playing for something on the line, too. And Rodgers was 10 for 10, for first 10 throws with three touchdowns. Like, what are you doing? Like, we don't have our starting left tackle. You have arguably the best defensive end in football. Obviously not, but I don't understand how, how you can let that happen if you're a good, quote, defensive team. And, and to that point, Matt, I, I was – I think that I said last week I was a little bit worried about Akeem Hicks because the first time we played him, Akeem Hicks, he wasn't on the field. And he was a non-factor. I mean, the fact that that defensive front, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, it has been pretty dominant. They beat the hell out of the – well, not the hell, but they they beat the Bucs earlier in the season. Everybody thought that the Bucs were going to, you know, go and crush them. Um, I think Khalil Mack, though, can we talk about that for a second, how – you know, when, when the when he got sent to the Bears, I was I was legit depressed. I was like, how the hell is Goody not making a move for Khalil Mack? They paid him 120 mil or something like that. I don't remember what the exact number was. But for that same amount of money, we got two linebackers that are producing way more than Khalil Mack. And there's two of them. Like, Zedarius has 12 and a half sacks again this year. You know, Preston Smith Money. wasn't as much of a of a factor, but still, you know, it know, turns I mean, out that you guys, that was actually a good move, and it and it put the Bears in salary cap hell. So, you know, good on Khalil Mack for that one. I'm not gonna like fall on the sword or go under the bus forever for Preston Smith. Like 
he doesn't have the same stats this year, but like, he's also, you know, it's not all about the stats it's about the things that make the other players get the stats, you know, getting the rush from the other side that forces an interception or something like that. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't well, been playing poorly. He's been playing good. And, not, and I don't know, going, going, going off of that. I mean, they have Khalil Mack, they had Akeem Hicks back. And like you said, they didn't really have a huge impact on that game, <clears throat> which really is a credit to the O-line. I mean, yeah. losing Debach, we were all obviously concerned about how that would impact the, the final home stretch here in the, in the playoffs and seeing the way that the O-line was able to just not even skip a beat and, and yeah. keep, keep on rolling um, was awesome. And then Robbie on the other side, like the, once, yeah, he got it like one just time. once, but it, it, but it wasn't like off the left side. It was like him scrambling off to the yeah. right. Yeah. He was scrambling yeah. to the right, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and then on the, on the other side of the ball, I thought that our, defensive line did really well um obviously held back-to-back weeks now holding henry and montgomery under 100 yards that's an amazing performance of of rush d if we can keep that going in the into the playoffs um i thought that snacks was able to have he he didn't play a ton but the plays he was in it seemed like he was commanding respect he was getting in there and making some plays so i'm really happy that we signed him Um, did he play that's great. Yeah, yeah. he played, he played few, like 20 he played snaps, 22 snaps. Um, That's so a lot of snaps. It, I don't yeah, know if I remember that many snaps. <laughs> yeah, definitely should. <laughs> uh, definitely should set him up to have a big impact in the in the playoffs. And I, I think it also allowed Kenny Clark to be the player that we all know that he can be when he isn't the only run stuffer in the middle, when he's got someone else yeah. who can command yeah. a, a double team now and then or at least at the very least command respect to the guys lining up across i think that's huge matt what do you think about all this defensive talk you know yeah i mean kenny clark played out of his mind like how about that, the how about the, the coordinator that's well <laughs> i don't know about mike Petton still but uh the pieces are coming together it's the okay. offense i mean the offense is going to carry us to victory the defense just uh, needs to play average yes. And it's playing significantly above that. Well, I will say this for Mike Pettin, and and I think I'm for the most part on Matt's side here. I don't think that he's, you know, I don't think that he's a long-term defensive coordinator for the Packers. However, our secondary is nasty. For sure. I don't know if you guys have – I still have nightmares from the 2016 NFC Championship game with Mm -hmm. Pipkins and Kentrell Bryce. Well, Darius Gunter, wasn't it? Gunter. Gunter starting trying to yeah, guard yeah. Julio Jones, it, and it was just disgusting. Like I still have nightmares about that. And right <laughs> now, our secondary is playing lights out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jair Alexander, nope, you cannot pass on that guy. It's impossible. He's the best corner in the league. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, they're both playing really well. Like this, our secondary has come around. I mean. If our if our run defense plays up to the level of the secondary, you're not gonna be it's gonna be like 2010 all over again. Teams aren't gonna be able to score. I'm just curious which wide receiver outside of Devontae will step up in the playoffs. If anyone does, or it'll just be a collection. So MVS went one for two. Like he had that bomb that yeah. he beat yeah. the linebacker, but then he dropped MVS in the most <laughs> typical MVS fashion. Yeah. You, you love him and then you hate him. Wide open on the second one. Oh. Yeah. I, I know do who think Nate's he's gonna say. 
I think he should um, take our punt returns, though. MVS should be our punt returner. I can't trust anybody that doesn't. Yeah, play. it, it yeah, was Tavon definitely Hall. a bummer to see Tavon drop that, that punt return. I had such high hopes for him. Um, and and uh, hopefully it's not a trend. Hopefully it's a one-time thing. But Because um, I think he can still be dangerous. It was just that he was he had his eyes set on the end zone before he got through most of the defenders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> is Swerving Irvin alive? Like, where is he? I think he's on IR, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know if he's – I don't think he's back yet. Guys, before we move into to Q2, can we just shit on the Bears a little bit more? I mean – Absolutely. It, from five and one to eight and eight, like I said, they are going to be – and then in the most Bears way, in a loss to the Packers, they still make the playoffs. Like, and that's what they're, they're, they're celebrating a loss to us. It's like, that is the life of a Bears fan. And then they're going to presumably get fucked by the Saints. And if they don't, they'll get fucked again by us. It's like, dude, I really, I really kind of hope that the Bears beat the Saints. And then yeah, the Bears dude, would automatically have to come the, back to uh, Lambo. Oh Third quarter, whatever. Okay, all right, yeah. Well, well, well I'm getting ahead of myself. Me too. But yeah, me too. I mean, Joe, Joe is right. You know, for all the shit that we're gonna give Joe over the rest of this episode, he did call them being eight and eight. Um, I was I reading a, a, a Bears yeah. article that was talking about like stock up for their players, and it had Mooney and Kemet, and both of them just kept saying like, "Oh, they kept catching balls at the line of scrimmage because Mitch can't throw the ball over ten yards." It's like, what? How can you have a quarterback who can't throw the ball consistently over 10 yards? And you're like, oh, that's fine. We just have to scheme to that. You can't scheme to a quarterback who doesn't throw the ball above the line of a scrimmage. Like, that's an absolute joke. You're Colin joking. Coward was actually, Colin Coward was comparing um, Trubisky to Blake Bortles yesterday, I think it was. And, and the comparison is so spot on. You know, the, the Jaguars had that, that one great year where their defense was just playing amazing. And then they gave Blake Bortles an extension because they're like, well, if our defense keeps playing like this, we really just need a dude who can just like keep the team afloat. Dude, the Bears, I'm, I'm calling it right now, the Bears are going to give that, that motherfucker an extension of some sort. Or they're, they're at least going to keep him around for another year. Like, this is crazy. <clears throat> Hope so. Do, do we want to talk about Lambeau Field home advantage now or in the third quarter? Fourth quarter, quarter. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, let's I, move into Q two. All right. Um, well, yeah, Hank, what, I, what did you have to say? No, I was. I was just going to say I thought it was really interesting. Um, Dan Orlovsky was breaking down Rogers' pass to MVS today, and talking about how basically the entire time, and then he. Uh, Aaron was talking a little bit about it on Pat McAfee and he was saying one cool thing is that without the crowd, he can actually hear what the linebackers are saying. So two, so two of their linebackers seem confused and instead of motioning Aaron Jones back inside, he realized that one of the linebackers was going to have to cover MVS. So yeah. he sent MVS deep, told Aaron Jones to stay outside. And he was just like listening to their conversation, trying to figure out how confused they were. Um, and, and then. Damn, oh, dude, that, he shouldn't have said that. that well, dude, he, so he, that's info he I would have just kept to myself. 
Yeah. He knew there I, was I a mismatch. kind of kind of ruined it for him, though. But it, it was also interesting because they were saying that's why he lets the play clock run down to like two or one or zero seconds sometimes because he's basically trying to read the defense right up until they're ready to take the snap so he can change guys right up until the last second. I mean, that makes sense. It, it's yeah. just an example of what he can really do to you. I mean, yeah. MV, MV fucking P, let's go. It, yeah, so right. now let's roll into Q2 Quarter and talk two. about his his season MVP as the season. Whole, team season as the whole. I mean, and our season. Let's front. talk about our season. We went yeah. through this too, Yeah. Guys. Yeah. It's tough. Dude, cheers to that. One of the best seasons, I think, of all time, at least in for, for us as a crew. I think I thought it went around. pretty fast, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It did seem quick. But yeah, I mean, but we I made think, it through. I mean, we were we were all worried that the season wasn't even going to happen. Yeah, and you know, here we are. Like this is nuts. It's kind of like with, those. We started with some with some craziness. Obviously, Hank had to miss a couple of weeks for for some family stuff. But you know, Matt almost quit on the first week. He almost missed us. Now we're coming to the playoffs. He almost didn't even show up last week on Sunday. Yeah, now we're rolling into the playoffs and Joe's quitting on us. Yeah. Hey, it's it's about team efforts and hitting our stride when we need it, and we're still doing that. We'll be fine. Well, actually, no. Like, the three of us are hitting our stride. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck off. It's fine. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I love the love some of the records. I mean, Aaron yeah. putting up – Let's talk about those. Breaking his own past TD record – putting up over 50 combined touchdowns um i mean people talk about the 2011 season like it was this different level of quarterback play and i mean he's surpassed it this year i mean oh, before this in, season in like almost all the categories was a different level right. of quarterback play yeah and now i mean in basically everything but yards and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have a competent run game so he's yeah. not relied on to take us 80 yards he's relied well, on and, to and get us into the end zone but hey, not that's necessarily probably, that's probably why he doesn't have he's not top five in in total yards right because we right. have been yeah. able to run you know and then he gets the receptions and, and touchdowns yeah yeah but yeah. touchdowns and completion percentage i mean a completion percent what is he at 71 percent or something like that that is crazy. yeah basically yeah that is nuts and that was what and he I set up to be yeah, as efficient. All of his balls, that'd be like 75%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think he also leads the league in, in receiver drops. EQ, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention that he also ran a couple in himself. But no, I mean, before we get into yeah, these belt, milestones baby, that we want to talk about, <laughs> there to go give him the belt, I thought it's uh, a good comparison would be like the 2020 memes of like instagram bitches being like oh such a tough year and she's like on vacation it's like 2020 kind of sucked but like we had a fucking awesome season and like managed to do the majority of the games at hammy so very lucky for that but um guys i'm looking at uh packers.com and the long list of records and statistics and it would literally take me like 15 minutes to read them off in a row um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's like insane. Yeah, There's so yeah. many between Aaron's MVP season, uh, which in itself is now a record. He'll be the sixth person ever to do that, to get three in a row to Devonte, 
single season franchise record for receptions and tying the touchdowns with Sterling Sharp. Um, like all the way down to separate seasons, Devontae got him in the same season. Yeah, sure. Big Bobby Tunyon. Yeah, Tunyon yeah. breaking Tunyon. the touchdown record, or, or, or did he break it or did he tie it? I forget, but tied it. But he has more touchdowns this year than he had receptions last year. Full stat. Yeah, dude, he was a beast this year. Just a straight oh, yeah. up beast. Yeah. yeah, I know that we we were all, and I know I, I mentioned this last week, but I know that we were all expecting Jay Sternberger to, to just come on the scene, and he was going to be our next. Yeah, good point, dude. Tunyon and and Rogers have have a connection there. I, yeah. I think he's a restricted free agent after this year. I mean, assuming <laughs> assuming another team doesn't sign him to a crazy crazy contract tender, you know, he, I I would expect him to be back next year. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I just want to keep going through this. Though. Like Aaron Jones was setting records. He's the second player in history to Jim Brown to have 3,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, and five yards per carry over his first four seasons. We just talked about Tunyon. I think it's hilarious that uh, Devontae had more touchdowns than Mason Crosby had field goals. Um, and, then, and then Crosby went 16 for 16 as 100%, which, is, which I think is his best. Uh, or more, a Packers, a Packers best, more passing touchdowns than uh, punts. Just yeah, some crazy exactly. Stats like those are insane. Year. And then to top it off, you've got Lafleur getting his yeah. What is it? Twenty uh, sixth win in uh, two seasons, second only to some other guy. I mean, that's insane, guys. I mean, <laughs> and then you have all the team records, and it's like the offense having the most thirty point games in one season uh back-to-back 13 win seasons and i mean it, it just goes on and on and it, it's amazing yeah so it, it was truly a special season i mean we we heard it from rogers he, he himself got emotional when he told Devonte that like he just played the best season a packers receiver has ever done and missed two or three two and a half games um so cheers to those records and milestones that we helped support yeah, via our drinking yeah. habits. <laughs> we drank the team to victory. We definitely oh. did. And I think I did my fair. Yeah. the fact that we were able to go to Hammy's for almost every game, you know, minus minus the last two, we were there for every game. At least, at least some combination of the four of us were there. And like spent a shit ton of money, but <laughs> it was worth it. Good cause. In my mind, it cause. was worth it. Yeah. I mean, you only have to spend one hour at church a week. We spend a hell of a lot more than an hour at church every week. So, yeah. Hammy's is church. Exactly. All right. Fa- favorite, favorite moment from the season, Matt. Oh, man. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, hmm. uh, there's been a lot. I mean, the last couple right, of games Omar, in my place have been fun. So you go. All right. I'm going to go with week one coming out of the gate after listening to pundits, including, you know, Colin Coward and everybody who I listen to all the time talk about how much better the Vikings roster is, how much better the, the Bears defense is, and how Aaron is obviously going to be in decline because we drafted 
a backup quarterback as opposed to a wide receiver, which I still disagree with. But anyway, um, and just listening to that bullshit all offseason and then have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams come out. Devontae has over 150 yards receiving. Rodgers comes out and just decimates the Vikings defense, the supposed best roster in the NFC North. Definitely, definitely my favorite my favorite memory of the season. It just, it just kickstarted it. I'll go, go week ahead. three. I think week three against the saints kickstarted us. I think that's where like week yeah. one and two is like, all right, we got this. Once we beat the saints, it was like, shit, this kind of is ours for the taking now. Like we beat, even though they didn't have Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas barely played for them all yeah. year and they still finished the second seed. So like, that's not an excuse when your player doesn't play all year and you're finished. I think they were what uh, 12 and four. Mm-hmm. They're one behind, right? So they're 12 and four. Like, I think that's for me where it was like, holy shit, like, we got this. And Joe had a very sensational game himself, too, that one. So, oh, yeah. If we were, keep- if the league had been keeping stats at that point in time for player of the week, I would probably have, you know, many more, many, many more to my legacy. But unfortunately, the <laughs> that, stat is was only created mid season. So <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, I, I'm trying to pick a moment from the bar because we've had some good times even through COVID and all the capacity restrictions. The Saints, Saints week three was a playoff game, like no doubt. Yeah. Um, and then like, I mean, I'll be honest with our audience. I got a little emotional after our win last week. But I think for me, the icing on the cake was that frozen tundra, just like magical game against the Titans yeah. where yeah. everyone's like, oh, this is this is the final check like can the defense play well blah 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 blah. and then we it goes you know 40 points shut down derrick henry in the snow globe to bring it you know uh, to bring the playoff i mean last week brought the playoffs through lambo but like we knew that that was going to happen that was yeah i i was gonna go with tennessee as well um mostly shutting down derrick henry um we've had for so many years these teams that were very good offensively, but then we anytime we played a Dalvin Cook or a halfway decent running back, they'd put up 200 yards. So that's all we heard about was, will Derrick Henry put up 200 yards? Yeah. So to see the defense shut him down in the snows, Joe mentioned, and I think the one thing he forgot is Equinamius's touchdown. Like, <laughs> and, and A.J. Dillon's touchdown, things of beauty. Any uh, any favorite like moments from the cast? You know, from our now twenty three plus episodes, I would I would have to say, I think it was the initiation of the player of the week that might be my my favorite. Oh, moment. that was so funny! Yep, I like but it's that. been a it's been a trip, guys. You know, I I I gotta say, I think um, the first time that we ever recorded at Hammy's, and they let us yeah. they let us mm-hmm. go up into into the into the loft area, the upstairs area. And Steve was just coming up with with a bottle of Rumplemans <laughs> and just like, all right guys, I was ready. <laughs> Trying to show it on the screen. Like, yeah, that 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 was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are tough to top. Yeah. Pouring yeah, a gym a couple of times. Yeah. Those I'm still waiting time. for my um my pro call out on like the sidewalk where it's like, oh my God. Is that a little G from Sharp Cheddar? <laughs> but maybe <laughs> Yeah, I mean, year. I also liked the first time we were able to record, I think before going to Hammy's, but we did a in-person at Joe's, and it was like midsummer, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we basically did the tailgating, the brats and everything. Yeah. Like it was a game day and then record an episode. And that was that was a lot of fun when you're dealing with the monotony of quarantine and everything. That, that was great. Yeah, if, if only if only the streak of craziness wasn't coming to an end this next this next weekend with Joe skipping out on us, but that's neither here nor there. Well, All right. don't so worry, we quick, should have a couple quick. couple games after that to make up for it, including Hopefully. one in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Let's do on that worst note, moment of the year. Let's do worst, worst moment of the year real quick. Watching, oh. I'll go Dexter Williams playing two snaps and then immediately getting hurt. We haven't seen him since. He was supposed to come in, <laughs> play it. Like, I know it's obviously not worst moment of all of our team, but I just remember being pumped. Like, all right, let's finally give him a chance. He's been on our practice squad. Hank, you've been pumped. He comes in, gets two snaps, and then oh, I can't there, believe Matt is hating on one of our players for there, getting injured. <laughs> that's that's low. That is a so new low for Matt. That's it. Damn. There were there were some rough moments at Hammy's just in terms of like logistics because of COVID, but I think it'd be hard pressed to find a worse moment than Dalvin Cook just having his season game against us. That was like the shining yeah. game for the Vikings this season, dude. I know, I, Tampa I, was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Tampa's I was gonna say watching Tom Brady's yeah. smiling face. Yeah. When when Tampa beat us, and and I don't know what it is like. I was never a hater of Tom Brady I was. when he was a Patriot. Oh, yeah, what do you was. mean? I've been hating on him since I was like 11. I know, I know guys. I, I hear you. I've listened to both of your arguments. I get it. But I never hated Tom Brady with the same visceral hatred that I have for him now that he's in the NFC. Hold up on cracking those beers because we're about to go into halftime here. But, yeah, I got to say, just seeing that smug motherfucker's smiling face, like – I hated it. Hated it. If we see him again, I want to see him jog off the sideline without shaking Aaron's hand. Like a I want him to leave. Bef- yeah, I want him to like jog off with like twenty seconds yeah. left yeah. as the clock's ticking. Still, it's not going to happen, but it, I hope it does. All right, boys, come on. I need a new beer. I need to take a shot. All right, let's yep. get into halftime, boys. For those shots. Yeah, why don't we just do the shot right away? I'm, uh, right, I should we'll, use we'll, it. We'll do the shot. I am, of course, doing Grand Marnier, and I, I'm getting really low. I'm really hoping this can last the next two episodes. So real quick, you guys said I could do a gambling segment. So year-long gambling bets that I haven't gone over yet, I bet Jerry Zedarius Smith versus Miles Garrett most sacks for the year. Anyone know how it turned out? Well, uh, I think Zadarius won. Yeah, Zadarius had 12 and a half. Miles had 12. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that fucking close. Yeah. Love it. Well done. Well done. Yes, All right. What's everybody taking today? I got my shady whiskey. Almost out, though, like you. I've got whatever, whatever Matt poured in my flask like three weeks ago that I'm still working on. <laughs> I don't think I Cheers. poured anything. I'm a little concerned with you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I got screwball. Guys, Cheers. go Paco. Cheers. Go Paco and fuck the NFC. Fuck the Bears and whoever it is in the NFC that we play. Exactly. All right. Let's do our shout outs here. First and foremost, Hamilton's Bar and Grill, Lambo on the Hill. We love you guys. It's been a tough, you know, three weeks. 
two weeks, I guess. However, however long it's been since the, the since the DC, you know, ban on indoor dining went into effect. Was that an Omar stat? Guys, what's that? Was that an Omar stat? <laughs> sure. Really hoping that, <laughs> that that gets lifted before the playoffs because now that Joe's skipping out on us, we really need a place to go watch the game. So Hamilton's Bar and Grill, if you're ever in D.C., that is the Packer Bar. I say we, if, if the band gets extended, we take a projector and go, like, project it on, like, the mayor's mansion or something. Yeah. yeah. Just go watch it at Muriel Bowser's house. And just walk yeah. in. Yeah. Start cracking <laughs> Packers yeah. week, Muriel! <laughs> you shut down hammies. We're watching it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'll give a shout out to Miller and New Glarus. Uh, you guys keep us fueled um, as long as we can get our hands on you. So keep the keep the high lifes and the spotted cows flowing. I'll shout out Johnsonville this week. I actually just bought oh. some of the Johnsonville breakfast French toast sausages a couple hours ago. I'm curious Ooh. to try those this weekend. Oh. I'm like, shit, that's what they mentioned to us of like their new product, so. Yeah, although we we got to make sure that the stores in D.C. are buying more Johnsonville because yeah, I know that we've been having a couple of the stores stop carrying the uncooked Johnsonville brats. And so all we have are the the cooked well, versions, like, which are still delicious, but just yeah. doesn't have the same like snap, you know? Yeah, we had kind of a hodgepodge of uh, different types of brats uh, for the Bears game. And it's not like they don't have Johnsonville products. It's like the it's like the Italian sausage and like the sweet yeah. hot. It's like no, that's not that's not what I'm trying to get into. I want some beer brats. Beer and cheddar makes it better. So yeah, unfortunately, the only ones <clears> I was <throat> able to find, even out at my fucking suburban ass giant, was the just beer brats. I'll uh, I'll finish off Matt's shout out and say that Johnsonville is the best brat, the only brat in. Uh, the game, Purple for Your Tailgate Sunday, the official, unofficial Bratwurst sponsor of Sharp Trader Green Bay Podcast. But I've got my own little special shout out today. And I think it's, it's we've done it a couple times. It's not, I mean, it, it, it is special, but we've done it before a couple times. But I think it needs mentioning again now that it is officially playoffs. And it, that's Rumpelman's, boys. Oh, um, yes. You know, again, nothing against the Kuiper. I think the Kuiper is right there right up there and it's perfect for the regular season we've ramped it up now for the for, with uh with rumplemans are you um, gonna bring that on your couples yeah getaway? of course yes 100 and um i mean it just what what can you say i mean it's so delicious it's a hundred proof it's a and real it deal going it is our it gets fuel you going it really is so rumplemans we've now been crushing i think a bottle per game <laughs> and uh we could use a a, a couple two tree more here so uh should give us some love rumplemans yeah it's like it high life is like the charcoal once it gets a nice a nice like uh glow and everything it keeps keeps the grill nice and hot but like rumplemans is that match it, it's that flame that gets yeah. the fire started yeah. you know sure sure love the all right boys let's crack these beers i know you've sure. been waiting a little bit and Cheers. and before we get into the third quarter. Oh yeah, player of the we week. We need to give a little shout out to uh, Matt, the player of the week. Uh, congratulations! Oh, your first Thanks, one. Boys. It's so I cute. Worked hard all year to try to. I worked hard all year to try to make it to this point. 
So I didn't think I could beat Joe. Joe's the favorite going into each and every week, like the Heisman. <laughs> it's a fucking shock. It is a shock. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. I'm shocked about my performance on Sunday. I played a good game, and uh, I'm thankful to be here on Tuesday. I mean, the and, this media week, is- and this week was a wild one. I mean, it could it could have yeah. gone a lot of different ways. It really could have, yeah. There were some contenders. Absolutely. Yeah. Matt, Matt came in hot after – yeah, after whatever you were into, but uh, yeah. You know, what do you What do you think? What do you think really set you apart this week, Matt? <laughs> I think it just all started Saturday night losing the wallet. That just kind of carried into Sunday, and then yeah, you see, came up what, when, when you showed up to Joe's house when we were grilling out. You looked a little disheveled. And, you looked, you oh, looked like you were just ready to start pounding some drinks. And that's and what then, separates good players from great players: is the great yeah. ones. <laughs> oh no. You froze. preparing on Saturday night. You know, it's right. it, yeah. It's about the preparation, Hank. I get what you're saying. It, it is about the prep. All right. Yeah. All right, well, congrats, boys. Let's Matt. get into quarter number three. Is there anything else we need to do for halftime? I don't think so. All right, let's go. No, ahead. But go. What are we going to do for this bye week, boys? I'm going to be fucking sitting around with my dick in my hand. It'd be brutal. Yeah. I mean that that's a quarter three topic. So yeah, what are we gonna do during this fucking bye week? I mean there's that some is there's some that is one option, Joe. If you're bored on Sunday, <laughs> that is one option. <laughs> I need this bye week like the players. I could use a, a week of rest to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I me too. I've been working hard all year. I need it. I haven't had a bye week since week five. Same with the players. I feel I've like got a couple good. injuries myself. My wallet has an injury. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Matt. Man, we, sure. yeah, we have two injured wallets this week, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it's important that we rest up, so fire up the, the grills, make some brats, and then watch watch tape on the other teams around the league, and uh, yeah. especially in the NFC, try and nail down who, who we're going to be playing. There's six games this weekend, which is different from most wild card yeah. weekends, um, so that's kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I let's start with favorite. the, oh, good. Yeah. I was going to say, let's start in the NFC with the, um, game that people expect to, to determine who we play. And that's, uh, Washington versus, uh, Tampa. So what, what, what do you guys think? I, think, I don't think there's I any think... way the Redskins can win this game. Like they don't even know who's playing quarterback. Like, their offense is fucking dog shit. That's – it's literally – like, we've seen the Bears have shitty offense. Their their offense is literally, like, by far the worst. Their defense might keep them in the game, but it's going to have to get, like, three to four turnovers. Like, some – it would have to play beyond lights out because their offense isn't going to put up even a touchdown offensively. I, I disagree with Matt there a little bit. I think that the, the – I, I do honestly think that the Washington defense – Tom Brady does not play well if if a defender even sniffs him. Like he he just gets flustered. He starts th- like throwing the ball away. Did you guys even watch that Saints game earlier in the year? He threw like five yeah. picks. They put up three points. Like I think that Chase Young and, and that defensive front are going to get to Tom Brady. I don't I don't necessarily think that Washington is going to win the game, but I don't think that the Bucks are going to look like the team that has just been beaten up on, on weak teams the past few weeks of the season. Yeah. yeah and it, I, I agree. I think it'll be a lower scoring game. I think, yeah. although 
we've mentioned, Tom may understand how to play in cold weather. Uh, it, it's obviously no Lambeau Field up in D.C. right now. Um, but I think it's going to be in the 30s most likely for that game, especially if it's a night game. It could could be yeah, pretty chilly for them. And, and it's going to be you cold. Got, you got two guys that came out of retirement that probably have some achy arthritis joints. A <laughs> uh, bunch of other guys who never played anywhere in Florida. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I – they, I think that they could definitely um, keep it close. Yeah, dude, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be thirty degrees at the Redskins or at the Washington Football Team <laughs> Stadium. What when this game starts? So yeah. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are not gonna be on their A game. I know they used to be really good, but yeah, I mean the way I'm thinking about this about who we're gonna play is chronologically and how the games go. I think it's Rams Seahawks are first. Got to root for the Rams in that game. Not looking very good for them, or you know, I don't, I don't know much about that matchup. But if the Rams win that game, then it's pretty likely we're going to play them. But then it rolls into the the Bucks skins, which I agree with you guys. I think it could be a little closer, but the Bucks will ultimately win that game. I hate that like Antonio Brown is is, is playing well with Brady, and then on Sunday. We're all, I think we're all rooting for the Bears on this one. I know you guys yeah. were pretty cocky. I hate to say it, but I am. Yeah. You guys were pretty cocky about having the Saints come up to Lambeau. And like, I agree with you that they, like, New Orleans coming up to Green Bay is our advantage, but they're still a good team. And like, we just kind of like, I mean, we, we did what we had to do against the Bears in Lambeau. And like, I'm, we can do it again. It's the fucking Bears. Like, I'm, you know. Let's play the Bears. Yeah, I just That's... always hate playing a, a team for a third time, be a divisional opponent. Um, I, I think that you went over the Seahawks-Rams game pretty quickly. I think yeah. that that one is one where I might actually go for the Seahawks. I think that the Rams have a better defense. Really? Uh, I, yeah. I, so I think that if I'm hosting one of them, I think I'd rather host Seattle than, than L.A. I don't know. I don't know, but I keep going back and forth I mean, on not that. Playing them. So, I mean, I don't think those two matchups, we'd play the either the Bucks or the Redskins unless no. the Rams or Bears win. So, in that scenario, I'd rather play the Rams than the Bucks. Right. Me too. True. Okay. Outside of that, yeah, I would love to play round two. If we could play Seattle or New Orleans, I'd be down for that. Somehow we could play round two. I'm I keep going this. back and forth on, on the Rams and the Seahawks. So, like, the Seahawks offense has not been doing dick in the past few few weeks. I mean, I know Matt's still really high on the Seahawks offense. I remember he made a really b- dumb bet with Hank a few weeks ago, and the Seahawks got beat by the Giants. But, I mean, the Seahawks offense isn't doing anything. Everybody keeps talking about their defense, and I think that we went over this last week, that their defense has just been playing a bunch of really bad offenses. And it just makes them look really good. Yeah, I, I don't know, but at the same time, the Rams' offense doesn't scare me. The Rams' defense no. might. I think if there is one yeah. corner in the league that can guard Devonte, it's probably Jalen Ramsey. I, I see your point about the defenses, Omar, but again, that isn't that's that's not the factor that is going to matter for us. We have the best offense in the MVP and the offensive player of the year in Devonta Adams, like it, it, the skins defense, like the rant, like whatever, dude, like whatever. Sure. 
it might make it interesting here or there, but that's not what I'm looking at. I, I'm seeing this as sort of a, I want to play the lowest seed except for I'd rather play the winner of the Seahawks Rams over the Bucks. Same. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I want the Rams to win that game so that it's not the Bucks, right? Same. Yeah, so, but oh. I don't know. I think we're writing off, writing off Washington too quickly. I, I agree. I, I would not want to play Washington. Dude, you guys are crazy. That's yeah. my no, – I, I want to play them. I would very much like to play Washington. I would love to play Washington. Yeah, I want to play them and then the Bears <laughs> and then the Rams. Bro, uh, you're crazy. I, I would think I would, I would much rather play the, the Bears than Washington, to be honest. I think, I think that the Washington front seven is way better than the Bears with or without Khalil Mack. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah. Neither of them – I mean, let's go, boys. Come on. I'd rather play the, any team actually outside of the Bucks. The Bucks is the least team I want to play. I'd rather play – I know it couldn't happen, the Saints or Seahawks over the Bucks in the first round. The Bucs is the least, the least team that I want to play of any of the teams out there. It would just be nice, in my opinion, to have the Skins get them out and the Bears get the Saints out. Even I mean, Y'all aren't afraid of the Saints, and I'm not either. But to get those two teams out of the way and like, because we haven't, you know, we're talking about all the other teams. Let's get them Let's out. Let's go for then... all wild cards this weekend, oh. except for the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent Saturday night at eight 15. I'm going to be rooting on the hometown team, the Washington football team all <laughs> fucking night. Fuck Tom Brady, fuck Antonio Brown, fuck Bruce Arians. Let's go. Let's go football team. They had a competent quarterback. I'd be with you, but apparently Alex Smith might not play. So they might have their fourth stringer in there. Like, I that's, mean, that's gonna be rough. Hey, hey whether or not the, whether or not they're the gonna question. win that isn't the isn't the point. I'm I saying know, I'm gonna be rooting team, for Washington. That that is the question though. I mean, if Alex Smith is playing, which I mean, it, in that game it did look like someone tried to kind of roll over his leg, which was pretty shady. But yeah. in this last game, but, but if he's playing, I don't know. I don't think it's crazy to see them pulling off an upset. I um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet on them money line or anything but i could definitely see like a 20 to 17 kind of kind of game um i think their defense is good enough to to slow down the bucks especially in the cold that the bucks haven't been playing great football lately anyway they don't have much of a run game so i think that um i could definitely see chase young getting in there pissing off tom brady um kind of throwing that game more into the toss-up category if, if I, I he's able to tom get some brady, pressure i want to see tom brady get so confused again that he thinks that it's fourth down when they just had <laughs> that was Love great it. i mean the bear yeah the bears beat the buccaneers so like obviously our, that Foles. was our yeah that was our obviously Guys. our worst game of the season was was against the bucks but like aside from the game against us they haven't looked that great this year yeah i mean i think the take-home message is fuck everybody like come on bring it (laughs) to lambo and we haven't talked about this i don't know what we have in store for this fourth quarter or if we're just melding the second half together but we haven't talked about lambo and like the advantage that brings we mentioned some of the statistics that rogers has there last week um let's just pretend this is the fourth quarter but I mean, this this is this is huge. And I mean, I heard um, 
Larry McCarron talking about it today, but um, the home field advantage, I mean, it certainly could be a huge, like actually a weather factor, which bring it on. Like we've got the run game and the MVP. So we proved, we proved in the snow that it doesn't matter, but I, I really liked what Larry said. It was like, it's not about the other team coming in and being cold. Like they're professionals. They've traveled. They've theoretically played this game before. It's about us like taking ownership of the frozen tundra and like the Packer weather. And when we go out there, this is our home. This is our weather. We're going to bring it to them. And if we own that home field advantage and play our game, there's no one that can win. We play a full game like we've said we need to and have in the last couple of weeks. There's no one that can can come close. But I disagree at the beginning of that, especially during COVID. I think it screwed the Titans. Like, how are you going to practice in that type of climate? Because you have to stay home. So how would New Orleans or any of these teams even prepare? Like Tampa Bay, you're literally in Florida. You'd have – where would you practice to get even close to that temperature of like 10 yeah. to 20 degrees? They're at mm-hmm. 70 to 80. Where would you even go? I don't and, think and you we, just and we've walk talked about professionals. Like, you it could certainly be a factor, Matt. I just don't think it's – I think it's bigger on us to embody the home field advantage. It, it, is what I'm it saying. definitely, it definitely goes both ways. I, I agree with both of you here. So I agree with you, Joe, that a hundred percent, it's going to yeah. be on the Packers to ensure that we actually take ownership of this. However, take a team like the Bucks, Tom Brady and Gronk. That yes, they have played in the cold before, playing in in Foxborough for so many years. Gronk is a year out of football. I'm not even counting that anymore. The rest of that Bucks team has never, ever spent significant time playing games in the cold. They're playing in sunny-ass Tampa with a bunch of old-ass retirees, right? Like, they're not actually doing anything meaningful down there. So if, when you come up and play in Lambeau, when it's cold and it's snowing... Blue-collar America, there's manufacturing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> when, you, when you get a team like the with the Titans, and he, like Tennessee's also, like it gets kind of cold in Tennessee. I remember we were there a few years ago for the for New Year's. Like it was cold. Tampa doesn't get like that. So they're not, unless Bruce Arians is moving that team. And I don't know if you've seen Bruce Arians. He's also old as hell. He looks like he should be living in Tampa. He's probably not readily going to be taken like, all right, I'm going to take this team to a cold weather climate just so we can practice for a week and play this game. I don't see it happening. And, no, and I do think that <clears throat> this year is a little bit different than years past too, in that, Whoa. you know, in the past we re- we had to rely purely on our passing game so that in those inclement weather games, yes, yes. it really hurt us having to rely on the run. And we, talked about our weak run defense in the past so it hurt us that other teams could easily get five yards a carry um but this year we've got the snowman aj Dillon, the snowman i mean exactly we have three solid running backs that i think can can all put up some yards put up some points we also it's looking like we have a solid d line that can prevent running backs from or prevent a team from just handing it off all game if it gets windy and snowy. Um, Look, so I, I definitely I, think that we're more prepared for the cold weather than we had been in years past. 
I want it to be as cold and snowy and miserable as humanly possible in Green Bay. Bring on negative, yeah. negative uh, 16 or whatever the record would be over the ice bowl. I remember 2000, 2013, uh, the year, the first time that Rodgers got hurt, came back the last game of the season, beat the Bears at Soldier Field, and then there was a home playoff game at Lambeau. And I, I think I remember that they were talking that the wind chill, with, with the wind chill, the temperature is going to be like negative 15 or something like that against the, against the Niners. And, you know, obviously the Niners were on a roll. Like there, there was no way we were actually going to win that game with Rodgers being in for, you know, a game, but I want to see something like that. If the, if the yeah. weather's negative anything, that game is, that's ours for the taking. I don't, I, I, I don't oh, know baby. if I need it to be the weather to be that impactful. <laughs> I think having it be no, like a little, be a little, a little bit of an issue will benefit us. But I, I do think that if, if it's too bad, that's where it tends to shift games into more of a, well, shit, anything could happen category. And I think oh, we're by fair. far the best team in the NFC this year. If, if we're all playing healthy and, full 60 minutes i think that we're the best so i don't want i don't want crazy shit that like the game against jacksonville where the wind was just blowing the ball yeah, wind, all wind, over the place. yeah can't have the wind yeah. yeah we can't have jk scott anywhere near this game yeah <laughs> I, I don't want him ever seeing the ball boys let's uh let's wrap it up here huh oh wait right. wrap it up every time Last thing I wanted to say uh, before we close Is that out. you're sorry for missing the next game because you're letting yeah. the team down? Uh, no, but yes. Um, <laughs> there, we have a whole other week. We're going to record another episode, I, I assume, before the, the next game. But um, no, the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, two finalists in the Hall of Fame. I think we mentioned this like mid-season when the, the first list came out, but uh, Charles Woodson and Leroy Butler making it to the finalists. Yeah um they're gonna vote on that like right before the super bowl i think so that'll be fun to see what happens there um anyways boys let's finish our beers here before i close this out cheers cheers uh love the intensity last week i got a little emotional myself after such a great season with y'all boys what a season it's been an honor to drink with you and to cover this team uh, this season. Still got more to go, Joe. And we've got lots more to go, baby. Let's go. Um, as always, uh, follow us on mostly on Instagram and Twitter, Sharp Cheddar GB, YouTube as well. Um, but and are we going to do a, an episode next week? We need to tell our listeners. We should do an episode next week. Yeah, let's we'll do an episode next week. Sure. Uh, Quick and quickie. A we'll quickie. Do a quickie. Until then, everyone knows the strength of the team is related to the chatter. So stay sharp. Go, go, go. go. Oh, God. Nice little cat butthole at the end of the. <laughs>